Untamed, exploring the Texas coast. From Sabine to South Padre, we plan and execute the most exciting and authentic coastal experiences Texas has to offer, including fishing, paddling, surfing, and camping. Brought to you by Untamed Out. Summertime and the living's easy if you've booked your stay at Fish Camp Rockport on our direct booking platform. Go to untamedout.com and hit Featured Properties. There you can search calendar availability, browse pictures, and have a hassle-free booking experience. Our custom containers feature the luxuries of home without compromising the wild of our coastal Texas nature. Fish Camp Rockport is the perfect base camp for any adventure. Again, go to www.untamedout.com to book your stay today. You can listen to this podcast on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Elliot Barr. And I'm Captain Travis Power of Lone Star Guide. We're finally back for Episode 7. Past few weeks have been full of activity and no time to get in the studio, but now we're here. Are we a week late? Yeah, but um, I think it was well worth it. We got a lot of stuff packed in, and we even took podcast equipment with us with the intention of recording places and just had too much packed into our schedules. Well, plenty to talk about, I guess. Yeah, we're going to pack it in here, too. What uh, what have you been up to outside of the trips that we've taken? I know there's probably a lot new with you. Nonstop. Um, the biggest? Oh, Camper's Back. Camper's the, Back in Matagorda. The corroding uh, floor camper. Uh, dissolving floor, yeah. Yeah, yeah floor's fixed, and... Um, and that was, man, that was a mess, dude. That was like a refrigerator leak that never got anything wet, completely rotted out an entire slide floor. Um, what a debacle, too, right? They, they, the camper place wanted me to, like, go through insurance. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. And so I'm like, well, it's what you want me to do, so I'm going to give it a shot. Right. And that, oh God, I never wanted to do that again. And insurance went back and forth about maintenance and this and that and these prices. And they were like, that's too high for the work. And th- like for like weeks. And I, I, was, I just had it. And I was like, look, I'm tired of this. I'm not doing insurance. This is a ridiculous price. What's it going to cost? And they literally came back like within the hour with a price that was half of what they were sending <laughs> to insurance. And they're like, it'll take three days to fix and so you just cut insurance out and got it done. Oh, yeah. Like, like I had to, like, breathe. Like, breathe myself down so I didn't, like, fight these people. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, for sure, dude. But, yeah, that's back in Matagorda, which is awesome. Yeah, you've been out of camper for a little while. Oh, so, yeah. I got a new truck, right? Right. So I had to, like, go down to discount, get the hitch, get it all figured out, right? Yeah. And then I got the little truck, the short bed. So then I had to get the... The offset hitch, which okay. I've always made fun of people for having to get the offset hitches. Yeah. And now I have an offset hitch. Wow. Because I got the little truck, but I like it because it's a trimmer. Um, but yeah, dude, so I got all fixed up at discount, got the right hitch because it was tricky. I figured, I was like, ah, I can do this, you know, Yeah. with the with just a regular gooseneck ball. Uh-huh. And, uh, and yeah, you can hardly... <laughs> hardly get the corners really oh yeah it gets into the cap corners fast so mm-hmm. i mean you can't if you had to pull into like a gas station on a hard 90 uh-huh. 
with that little short bed truck and that fifth wheel I got, like maybe because of goose box, you know, right. changes up a little bit. But anyhow, got that all fixed up, got it back to Matagorda, got the family back to Matagorda. So happy to be back down there. And when we get down there, dude, that's all. It's just work. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you hadn't been down there in a month and like the weeds are over the gate, you know, like we went down there for the first weekend back and my, my family misses the camper, you know, because we mm-hmm. were like, I don't know, we're like camper folks. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, so, a summer without the camper is pretty abnormal. Oh, going crazy. And, um, and we get down there. And we're like, we're going to have so much fun. We're going to be surfing. We're going to be taking the boat out. And I'm like, no, we're going to be working. <laughs> <laughs> so the weeds were over the fence. Did you have to get on the tractor and, and cut the whole place? Or? Oh, man, dude. And, and yeah, for sure. And that's everything there has been sitting yeah. for a while. So, I mean, nothing was agreeing with me. Like, getting the tractor up, getting the get implements switched around, getting the mower put on it. Um I went and got a new weeder to get around the gate because we got a super nice gate now, right? What so, kind of weeder did you get? Yeah, you know, so I finally replaced my like twelve year old still yeah. with a brand new still because that thing was awesome. Nice, <laughs> and I still have it. But um, but yeah, I bought one of those um, interchangeable doodad. Yeah. You know? Oh, the kind that has the the weed eater attachment but you can also put a pole saw on it exactly and a blower and some other stuff i thought the, the pole saw was why i got it because yeah. all the trimming that we need to do out of in rockport and fish camp nice but yeah dude i mean that's it man got that back on there and we did we did some playing yeah we did we um what did we do man yeah i mean we went out to the beach then we met some friends for a day or two and uh, we surfed a little bit. Dude, we got tore up by jellies, man. What? Tore the jellyfish up. were in the surf? Oh, dude. I mean, worse than... I mean, one of the more serious times. I mean, we went out there and, like, immediately covered in jellyfish stings. All of us. Well, Catherine they, had, like, six. And, like, one there were those face. small ones that you can't quite see? It's something just, like that, dude. Yeah. Those little weird ones, they only last for, like, a day or two, you know? Not mm-hmm. the real super bad ones, but, but they, it was... Typically, they don't bother me that much, and you just kind of deal with them, you know? Right. But it was just so much of them. We were all kind of, like, breaking out with it. It was weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's too bad. Tide was low. Small little small little break. Kids were surfing. It was breaking at, like, the first bar, and yeah. the tide was so low. So it ripped the center fin off Catherine's board. Oh, really? Would <sighs> yeah. she ride it all the way up to where she could walk off onto the beach? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh and then i should have known because she was doing that and i was like oh, yeah. and then all of a sudden it got to like a little bit better you know uh-huh. because she didn't have center fence so she was like <laughs> sliding in right and she's got that like little soft top that it's got it's it's got like a different fin set but we went up to the surf shop and found one that'll work so nice yeah well, dude good. that was my long-winded <laughs> yeah right if i if i break a fin off of my surfboard i've still got that one surfboard i've got the fins that are actually fiberglassed in so i'd be out of business if i broke one of my fins oh yeah dude don't do that (laughs) i need to get i was uh you know we'll talk about it uh on our trip to south padre but uh got a little surf in myself and uh my brother's got one of those soft tops that you got for Catherine, and i recommended that's where my recommendation came from for those soft top boards because they're awesome i mean you can just 
you know, you could switch out fins. You could, you know, sit back behind some of the guys with the short boards and stuff and catch waves. So those boards are awesome. I like those. Um, But, yeah, I mean, uh, for me, uh, a little different. I wasn't on the beach until we got down to South Padre, which we'll talk about. But we had uh, my youngest sister-in-law and her family. They stayed with us for a couple of days. But they've been in uh, southern India in a place – town called Chennai um on a mission trip for six months and so they came back to the states they've got like they're operating on a visa so uh they had to come back to renew their visa before they go back for another six months but what's cool about that place as I was browsing the map and we were talking to them a little bit south of the house they're staying in with another family there's a beach called the beach of Elliot and they they came back and said we went to your beach (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) so yeah the uh indian beach called beach of elliot so um not too many surfers over there though really that's what i was gonna ask no that uh that they did go to the beach and and the culture there everybody's pretty much fully clothed you you know you're not uh seeing beachgoers like you are here in texas Uh, people enjoy the water and and hanging out at the beach but very different experience for them being there versus com- coming to the beach either in Galveston or, you know, somewhere here on the Texas coast. But well, that means like an empty lineup, right? Is there like, a- right? Yeah. Game? Well, I don't know how much surf they actually get on the Bay of uh, Bengal, but, um, uh, I don't think they saw much of it. I'd have to look at a map, man. I'm clueless. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was cool. So we got to spend some time with them and then, uh, I'm still keeping up with rock climbing. I don't know what you're doing. Oh, dude, I have not. So you've you've been making it to the gym? Oh yeah, yeah. Every once week, a week or once a week. Oh, good. For Actually, you. I went two times uh, last week. Yeah, <clears throat> and I'm, so since I don't have a belay partner, I'm having to auto belay on everything, and uh, that's making me get better at the rock climbing because I don't have someone to hold me. Um. So you're just doing the auto blaze, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, are you are you? Uh, so what were you at like the five elevens? I'm you... very comfortable on five tens, five ten pluses, no problem. And five uh, elevens is where I'm uh, starting to challenge with. So it's been good. Nice, dude. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, he's still working on your garden. Yeah. Um, our strawberries are it's almost getting, dead. So. It's getting hot. It is getting hot. We we had uh, zucchini uh, squash that um, just didn't produce anything. It's just so hot that it that it we just pulled them out. And I'm just I pulled them out because I'm just making more soil room for my Tabasco peppers that look like they're about to just bloom all sorts of peppers oh, all nice. over the place. So I uh, was wondering about that because I mean, you know, I. Got, you know, we're, we're gone, you know, four or five days a week pretty much fishing right now because everybody wants to fish. And um, so every time I come back, I'm, like, flooding my strawberry plants, <laughs> yeah. you know, because they're, like, all, like, they go from that, like, nice, like, dark green color to that, like, light crispy. Right. Green, you know? Yeah. I've been, like, stringing them along. I feel almost like I'm, if you could torture a plant, like, that's what I'm doing. Just, just totally <laughs> stress it out. I know. They're like, just let us die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come back. No, you will live. 
but uh, but nah, dude, that's that's uh, that's pretty cool, man. Do we have um, so getting into business? Do we have uh, what's new with the Untamed? Well, the latest thing, you know, we've talked on previous episodes about our website developments and our pod and our uh, direct booking platform. Well, we've actually had uh, direct booking through the website, which is very encouraging because of what we've been talking about, the work we've put into it. And uh, yeah, so we've had uh, someone book through our website. That's awesome, man. So anybody listening, like if you're thinking about doing it, definitely go through our website, right? Yeah. Like we're getting it worked out. The bugs are worked out. I've used it to test it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, you know, also we're doing it ourselves, right? So if you see a bug, let us know. We'll fix it. But it works great, and, and it saves what like fourteen percent. Oh yeah, yeah. Save Airbnb. yourself, save yourself on the fees. Yeah. It's all the same interaction. I mean, it's built pretty much on a very intuitive platform. That if you're familiar with any of the booking platforms, you won't be uh, struck um, unknowingly with with the way that we have our setup. So. We have all of our messages. All of our messaging goes to your email. We have our phone number there. If you have any questions, you always call us up, and and we're ready to help out. So, um, yeah, that's been awesome. Um, you've you know outside of the website, uh, we've been doing. You've you've been very motivated in capturing a lot of content. Uh, what have we been doing? With yeah, that? I have, man. Um, and I've been doing a good job again. Well, getting back into it, right? So. Um, so I want to, eventually it's going to be for all these podcasts too, but I was just, every time I'm doing something different, I'm trying to capture it with the ultimate goal of, you know, kind of like that one to two minute little short video. And, um, and yeah, so I think that'd be really cool. It'll help people kind of follow along with the stuff that we're trying to do. Um, we did it shark fishing, right? You know, yeah. we, you know, we, we made a little reel that we already posted, right? And it did really good. Yeah, considering you can see our that one reels. now uh, on our Untamed Instagram, at yeah. Untamed Out. Exactly. And, uh, and follow it up, we've got a longer, you know, like kind of better edited short film style, just two minute video, you know? Yeah. But it really gets you a good idea. Like, hey, what is it? What does shark fishing out of Matagorda look like? You know right. what I mean? Like, like talking inshore sh- shark fishing. So, um, so that's cool. Working on that. I've been pretty busy. I'm trying to revamp the Lone Star Guide website. Yep. That was made a long time ago. Right. It looks amateurish, you know, especially compared to, to now what we're doing. Right. And uh, I, it's really cool. It's coming out. It's super cool. I can't wait for the new one to be out. So that'll work out real well. It's going to be easier to get a, get a hold of me and to try to plan stuff as well. So It's cool to see how that has come along. I mean, I... I remember when you first put that website together and you were using it to sell stringers and then, you know, selling uh, oh, yeah. guide tracks and, yeah. yeah. Wix, uh, LS Gear, and right. my stringer invention. Yeah. My claim to fame. 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. No, um, I, mean, I still run my stringer and my boga grips and my my uh, lure Oh, pack. I love them, man. I, I love all that stuff, and I, I wish... I had the time to make it, you know, but it's just, it's on the back burner. Honestly, I wish someone else would make it. So if you're interested in like a turnkey business, yeah, hit me up. (laughs) Info at Untamed Out. And I'll take two. (laughs) Exactly. I'll be your first customer. (laughs) 
Well, that's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, there's there's always something new going on uh, with Untamed, and we just keep working to make it better. So, yeah. So, oh, exactly. And and then on our last podcast, we kind of we kind of ended up with a uh, kind of a split decision, or not really split decision, but a lot of uncertainty, right? Because I wasn't fully committed to South Padre Island, but you were, and you went. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and I think uh, where you're getting at is that we had to, uh, I think, uh, fork in the road, I think is what you said, Yeah, and maybe that's what we'll call this podcast, but, um, you know. There was a fork in the road, and I chose the other path, mainly because I was worn out, and I just don't think my family could handle (laughs) that trip. Just constant travel, constant... uh, torture of your strawberries just <laughs> well we still left and we still went somewhere but but yeah dude why don't you get into that man tell us tell us uh, what is um you know what is south pottery island to you and you know why, why you like it and and um yeah man yeah so it's just a uh well first of all there's nothing to not like about south pottery island the most beautiful beaches the most pristine bays just stacked with all sorts of uh, of uh, sea life, and so yeah, we. Uh, hey, I, I just to interrupt. I agree with that fully. So anybody, I'm just thinking trying to about, make you understand anybody, what you missed out on. Anybody that's thinking about going to Matagorda, just just keep heading south to South Padre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, stay away from the fishing village. <laughs> no, that. Uh, yeah, no, we. We love going to South Padre mainly because I'm from there and that's where I grew up. But, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I think originally when we talked about this, we were considering doing maybe a Royal City, uh, fishing on the north side of the Lower Laguna Madre or even um, on the up against the island side and, and really drift some flats and look for um, schools of fish. But um, I think when when you decided that uh, your family had had enough and needed a break and we were still going to travel down there, um, I kind of changed up our plans a little bit. Um, and, you know, we still packed it in with fishing. I mean, just like anything that I do, we we pack in the schedule and see what we can make happen. Well, that's the well, a couple points. That's the difference between me and you, right? Mm-hmm. I don't really plan, but I never stop. So the days are just completely full to the max right my wife and kids can attest to that um you've planned the days like that yeah and that's why we're dangerous together <laughs> because you try to sneak in the things that you haven't put in the plan in the plan that is already full but and i'll tell you too the second point um you know it was kind of an easy call because you were talking about wanting to do all that fishing i'm like oh man summertime so hot it sounds like work to me yeah and uh and so then you changed the plans and i i watched and i was you know keeping up with it on instagram right and y'all were like surfing paddle boarding catching jacks like and i'm like that's what i wanted to do (laughs) (laughs) see you you just 
you take a little break and you don't come and that's what happens no but tell us about it man you did a lot yeah I've, yeah we did um tell us like, the plans and tell like us you how said so what the plan was we got we traveled down on thursday and every time we go down there and like you said you you know we have all these thoughts in our head of what we want to accomplish anytime we go somewhere and it's always more than we can actually do and that's what ends up happening with me and surfing and my brother me and my brother grew up surfing and every time i go down there the mode is fishing i want to go fishing and i always sacrifice the surf time and so i made it a point this uh, trip to say okay we're gonna get down there early enough surf's looking good in the evening on thursday so we're gonna do an evening surf session and uh i don't care what the conditions are like if it's sloppy washing machine surf or if it's you know barely surfable we're going and, and, and you got to go with your brother yeah oh dude that's awesome oh yeah so, and so how was it it was good it was waist high um clean it was a little weird so we so when we surf down there we typically enter the isla blanca park which is on the south side of south padre island so as you exit the causeway onto the island turn right you'll go through a booth where you have to pay way too much now compared to when we were kids to get into the park I think it's twelve dollars twelve dollars a day yeah there's no way you could afford that you don't get like a, a resident pass for people that live there no 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 it's a it's a count county run park and and uh so yeah every ever since we were kids i think when we were kids it was like two bucks Two bucks, you go in on a day, and you can get an annual pass. Oh, you can get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think the annual pass back then was like thirty bucks. Yeah, and now it's like a hundred dollars or something like that. Is that per person or per car? Per vehicle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Um, and so, but yeah, that's the that's where the best clean surf is because you know predominantly southeast wind. Uh, we have the long jetty right there. And the swell comes in from that direction, and so you get clean, protected surf coming in in the summertime. Um, a little different story in the wintertime. Sometimes you either go to Boca Chica Beach, so that way when the north wind's blowing, you're protected from the from the north wind, and you're surfing the south section of the surf. Or you, you take uh, a haul up the beach up to Port Mansfield. That jetty's not quite as long, so... Um, you don't get quite as much protection, but but I mean, I've I've been down there, and y'all are not all or at least what I've seen uh, mostly. You're not always like in you know what I'd call that like kind of that that uh, protection from the jetty. I mean, y'all kind of bounce down that beach too. I just always figured the sandbars were the most you know you know most prominent down there because of the jetty. Maybe yeah, is that what you think? Because I if, I feel well, like y'all are kind of like not close to the jetty like what i would think no i mean it it just depends on the conditions if it's if the wind's really blowing and there's a big swell coming in you'll typically be closer to the jetty because you'll have the cleanest surf there if the surf's not quite as big then you'll bounce away from the jetty a bit and and you can still get a little bit of the sizable surf that's a little bit protected but still influenced by the wind a little bit to to make it a little bigger so yeah you just play uh, the distance away from the jetty, depending on what the wind and the swell's doing. Yeah, right on. And that's that's pretty much that's it, right? Because when we were down there last time, I think they were building a pier, but I mean, you don't really have much for. No, there's no structure uh, protruding out on the beach side. At Clayton's, they're building that pier that they've been building for 
five years oh, or really? something. But so when we were down there, yeah, I guess they were talking about. I was like, oh, it looks like they just started. <laughs> yeah, it's and and I'm still unsure how far it's actually going to go out. And they publicize a thousand feet out, but I mean that's still really not that far to be like a surf break. I don't think so. Thousand feet would be good, but when we were there, I think it was like, like thousand, ten feet. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's like a thousand feet from the parking lot. Maybe I don't know. It wasn't far into the surface. No, uh, you'd be first in, fishing the first gut or something. When Walk it around it in the first gut. <laughs> yeah. But I, maybe they'll surprise us and they'll go out far. You know, like I'd not, I'd not seen. You know, the the closest pier to us growing up is Bob Hall Pier in Corpus, and I didn't really spend much time there. And then when I moved up, up here to Houston and went out to Galveston and seen some of the piers that the fishing piers going out off to the beach, and that was new to me. Dude, but. that's a great point, man. I didn't realize. Like, that's crazy to think Bob Hall is the closest pier yeah. to you growing up. Because, yeah, I mean, where I, you know, I grew up on the Houston Ship Channel, and we had plenty of piers. Yeah. We had the, the legendary San Luis Pass Pier. Right. Spent many a nights there. All day, all night. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. Y'all. So did you ever go to that pier? Probably never fished a pier until you came here, huh? Nope. I mean, we. Uh, so we have a pier in the bay, which is the Port Isabel Pier. And we've fished that plenty, but there's no surf pier. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, surf was great. Uh, we had a good time. My my brother had got there a little early, set up a tent. My wife and my daughter joined us, and they were playing on the beach and um, hanging out, watching us surf. My brother brought his camera and his uh, zoom lens, but I think Zoe kept them so preoccupied they didn't get any chance to take any pictures. So um, she was figuring out that she couldn't kick sand uh, upwind of everybody and get everyone blasted <laughs> with sand. So. Well, that's good, man. A little family reunion. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, we were there through the weekend. So the plan after that was Friday and Saturday. On the agenda, actually, I had Friday and Saturday definitely fishing. Sunday morning, potentially fishing. Sunday morning, potentially fishing didn't happen after fishing two days with the whole family. And I'm talking three-year-old daughter, one-year-old son, mom, dad, and wife and so we were fishing off of uh uh my stepdad's boat was your stepdad there or not yeah okay oh yeah so six of y'all yeah brother was not no just surfing yeah okay yeah so he's got a 24 foot uh shallow stalker with a t-top on it um kind of similar setup as far as um like to your shallow sport with the front casting platform and it's got the t-top on it and so um he he enjoys that boat it gets us out to where we need to go um and uh so the first thing we did on friday we woke up you know we got everything ready the night before uh my stepdad is notorious like me and like you in gear and getting stuff prepped and ready to go and so like literally spend several hours thursday night just all excited ready getting rods geared up oh i I, trust me i've i've met your stepdad and uh but i'm curious i know he's he i could very much imagine that but so what was he doing to prepare for this trip what was he what was was he going after so his plan was bring uh some rods rigged up with popping cork because we were we're gonna have the kids so Mm -hmm. uh plan was to get some shrimp and and bring the popping corks 
as well as uh, we they do a thing down there that we picked up from a guide. Uh, they call it uh, hump it rigs, and essentially it's a it's like a weighted uh, weighted bottom rig where you can fish mullet on a circle hook on the flat um, while you're drifting, and so just chunk it as far as you can, but you're not stationary. You're drifting across the flat, and you're keeping your line tight. Well, um, explain that to us, like a Carolina rig, or so it's. Um, I don't know um, if it really has a name. I mean, I've always called them just bottom rigs, like you typically use in the surf, where you have uh, a triangle weight on the bottom, and then you could have one or two hooks uh, about you know eight or ten inches separated from each other and from the weight so, on the bottom. So you are using a triangle weight in the bays uh-huh. on the flats with two. Two, yeah, one or two hooks with above the it. cut mullet or yeah, or a ballyhoo or ballyhoo. Like yeah, okay, all right, cool. And so that uh, so the the popping corks and that makes for a little bit easier um, fishing experience for the kids. So we wanted to have that in our back pockets in case you know I like fishing artificial. So does my mom and my stepdad. But you know that only goes so far when you have a three year old that can't cast you know 70 yards and uh retrieve for an hour and a half so (laughs) 20 retrieves per fish not not like yeah (laughs) um but what was awesome on friday is uh, the first thing we did uh heading out is uh the weekend prior my mom um had she she has never caught anything on a top water she will tell you that she's used top waters before. She hates them. She's never caught anything on them. And that's totally opposite experience that, you know, yeah. we'll usually start off with top waters in the morning on a calm day or something. And uh, so she was fishing with a top water and a jack attacked her top water just out of nowhere. They weren't looking for him. They weren't fishing before for Before y'all got there. Yeah, the so, weekend before. So some intel. Yeah, they got a little bit of uh, unknowing intel. That and they, where were they at? They were near the intercoastal, so they were actually fishing the intercoastal with uh, shrimp and popping cork for trout on the drop-offs. And then uh, they saw some action on top. She grabbed the top water and casted it over there, and then a big jack blew up on it, and uh, she was fighting that for a while. So um, that was the weekend before, and then so the first spot that we went out and hit, we went to the intercoastal, and we were going to fish the drop-off, same plan, fish for trout with popping corks. And as soon as we got out there, um, literally the push pole was on the way down. I grabbed the top water rod and I casted it on the drop-off. And a couple of a couple of walks with a, a super spook, bone white, um, I had a trout first cast. And so I was like, man, it's going to be on this morning. And so, of course, my daughter... Good size? Yeah, it was in the slot. It was a smaller slot, yeah. And uh, my daughter sees the rod bend. She goes, Daddy, that's my fish. I want to catch the fish. So so here we are. She's reeling in the first fish and the first cast. And, (laughs) I mean, that sets up the trip for success because she's pumped up, ready to go. And uh, so that happens. And then we start seeing some action on the top in the middle of the intercoastal. And... uh, the jacks had shown up. Um, so we will cool. so you can see them schooling up. Yeah. Oh, oh right. yeah. And they were, they were hitting bait on the top. And so, uh, my wife already had a line out with a popping cork and shrimp. 
and she had a like a larger white popping cork with the red stripe on top and she was popping it and the jacks were actually attacking the popping cork not the shrimp and the hook and so she started retrieving and see like two three four jacks attacking the popping cork and then finally one of them grabbed the grabbed the hook and so she was on and then it wasn't a couple minutes after that my mom uh right on the right side of her hooked up so we had a double up on the front of the boat and they were two jacks yeah yeah cool so a lot of excitement on the boat um and and it was just y'all or were y'all having to share the action no there was nobody else out there nice yeah um so that was really cool and you know i mentioned that we had my son with me he's one so mom's hooked up i'm controlling the chaos we actually brought our uh you know the little tykes toddler swings that you put up on a swing set you know like the blue and red uh so i'd seen a couple of pictures of uh of a toddler swing that people connect to their t-top on their offshore boat and so i said man i've got one of those little tykes uh, toddler swings i'm gonna bring that with me so that worked immaculately for entertaining my one-year-old son while we're fishing just swinging just hook him up to the t-top let him rocking with the boat right yeah yeah cool just happy as can be and so didn't have to worry about him daughter was on each on every she was switching between reels she's like i'm gonna reel this one and i'm gonna reel this one and so she she was all pumped up so yeah they uh, my mom got hers in and everyone uh was excited it was a big jack i we didn't put it on the stick but i mean it was every bit of 25 inches uh, nice man you know that that's some good intel right like you know i, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag but it's like that's where you ought to be with a skiff especially the summertime man. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to talk about a fun time way more fun than chasing some like tired worn worn out way too hot red yeah in four inches of water like that's right. what's fun man i think a lot more people are getting into that too yeah well and I have not, I mean, I've caught a jack before, but I've not had them in a school like that. And just like, you know, as soon as we got there, they were there and they were up and down that intercoastal. You could see several hundred yards down, there was fish working the other direction. There was fish working. So, yeah, I mean, even if it was stacked up with boats, uh, there, when the jacks school room. up, man, it, it's, I mean, it's an experience, dude. Like if I feel like it, you know. I feel like sometimes it gets popular, you know, and then it, then it's sometimes it's vogue, sometimes it's less vogue. I think it's kind of turning around right now. So I mean, yeah. if you're if you're looking for that, dude, that's the time, man. Yeah, um, yeah. I mentioned they were they were hooked up, doubled up. My wife actually broke hers off. Uh, didn't get to see it. She, it went. It got to the. She got it to the boat, and then it went under the boat. And her her line was rubbing against the side rail of the boat because she was right smack in the middle of that 24-foot boat. So she couldn't get around the boat fast mm-hmm. enough, and she just snapped off right there. That's uh, a bummer. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we kept we kept fishing there, and we we brought in five or six jacks and uh, topwater, popping cork. I mean, they were, they were hitting anything, and, and it 
was really cool and fun to see. I wish I had a drone in the air because the the fish were playing with the baits before they ate them. Oh yeah, it's like almost like they're fighting for them. Oh yeah, yeah, it was fun and the the kids enjoyed watching them and yeah, it was a lot of fun. So who who ended up with the big one? My mom. That the first yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Right yeah. On. Zoe didn't want to touch it. She thought the fish was gonna eat her. Hey, they're scary fish, man. <laughs> yeah, well, you bring them up and they start crunching their their crushers, or I guess, yeah, yeah, they start grunting, and yeah, she was <laughs> she was a little weary and stood back a little further. That's no redfish, Dad. <laughs> cool, uh, man. Well, that's not all y'all did, right? No, that was just Friday. I mean, we um, after that, everyone was pretty wore out. We got lunch and uh, spent some time in the pool. And when you talk about hot summer that it's a big pool that they've got there in the community and it It was was so tough bathtub tough life in the shores right on south padre i'll tell you man they need (laughs) you know most pools have a heater in them this one needs an air conditioner or something and it it was like 90 degrees that water in the pool oh yeah they they need a um like a fountain that's what cools the pools yeah well they don't have anything like that multiple fountains oh man yeah, but uh, all them fancy houses and they yeah. can't. Mm-hmm. But Zoe had a great time. We she would, she's diving down to the bottom of pools now with my help, and that's dude, that's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's cool to see her progression with swimming because I can't wait until she's just you know swimming laps around and you know doing everything that your kids are doing with swim. Ah, uh, dude, that's my my kids too, man. I mean, God, they're gonna pass me up in no time. I think luckily now they still think that it's like, oh, dad, dad can do anything. Dad's like this and dad can do that. Yeah. And I'm watching them swim and I'm like, I don't know why I'm watching y'all. Y'all need to be watching me when we're out surfing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't even mention that when we were surfing. We got Zoe on my back a couple of times and bodyboarded on some of the waves. So she has, she's, she's a little timid still on getting on the board herself, but yeah. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's, that's super cool, man. Yeah. Um, Saturday was a little different story. We wanted to try to actually target uh, redfish and trout. And so we we started the morning. Um, Saturday, a lot of boats on the water. I mean, I woke up at 4.30 to walk the dogs, and there was already uh, running lights on the horizon. And that's, you know, an hour and a half before the sun comes up. And there's no tournament or anything. There's just a lot of boats on the water on the weekend. Um, and so Joe wanted uh, the same plan. Joe, my stepdad, um, tried to go get shrimp. But all the bait stands, I mean, everyone hit them early. Uh, or I guess in the evening before. So nobody had shrimp. Um, and so the plan became artificial and um, and go drift some of the flats like we had done when we were uh, fishing the shells board tournament. Conditions were great, um, 15 mile an hour wind, sunny, clear skies. Um, we hit some of the flats that uh, we did when you were down there. Um, we we were drifting Gaswell Flats, um, went a little bit further north to Duncan House, and then even ran into uh, North Cullen Bay. The tide, I mean, tides are low, so North Cullen Bay, we ran in there all the way up to the north shoreline and just made a big u-turn because it was real skinny <laughs> and uh don't stop yeah you could put the boat down but you ain't get it back up 
not that 24 foot boat i mean some boats were back there but um yeah that really all the action that we had then was uh we picked up a couple of trout drifting and uh we were just using red and whites and uh my mom's specialty are the gulp jerk shads and chartreuse and pink down there. Those are her pink is her go-to for redfish. Uh, we picked up one redfish, uh, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of slow fishing on Saturday, but the big event on the calendar for me on Saturday was my favorite thing with a South wind in the summertime is dump paddle boards on the South side of the Island and paddle quote unquote or sail your way up to the north end of the island um and so well that's your buddy right that's uh did you got him from your, your buddy yeah so uh shout out to captain guac uh good friend of mine he we grew up together we started school first grade uh, but he's running uh he's a he's got his 110 captain's license he's been running boats ever since we were in I think he started actually in middle school. I started uh, deckhanding on boats summers in high school. Uh, but, yeah, he's uh, he rents paddle boards out. Um, he does fitness classes, whether it's yoga on paddle boards. Um, he's he's uh, big into coaching. He's been coaching basketball and football his uh, his whole coaching career, and so. And, and how do you how do you reach him? Does he have like a business name or Instagram or what? Yeah, you can find him on all social media. Um, Aaron Rodriguez or Captain Guac is. I mean, you ask anybody on South Padre Island who Captain Guac is, they'll tell you who he is. But um, yeah, you can find him on all social. Um. And, uh, yeah, we got, we got set up. He, he dropped us off at, uh, Longboards, which is the southernmost, uh, restaurant and launch. Well, I guess not restaurant, but southernmost launch point on the bay side. And so he hooked us up with two boat paddle boards and, uh, left them there for us. And we had, it was my wife and I and my daughter and, uh, our plan was just hop in we wanted to uh, paddle up to the, there's an area that a lot of boats stop and snorkel. And it's, um, if you're familiar with the area, there's a, there's a uh, area called Paradise or Paradise. And uh, it's a restaurant, but just outside of that marina, there's a channel that runs out and it's, I don't know, six or seven feet deep. And a lot of the catamarans and uh, boats that run snorkel trips, they'll go park out there and, and you can get out and, uh, local tip on that one. And I used to deckhand the snorkel boats is the little fish around that area. They like oranges. And so if you ever find yourself out, um, out in front of paradise and you have some snorkel gear and you want to do a little DIY, take you a gallon size bag of quartered up oranges and hold them out there and the, the fish will come right up and eat them out of your hands. And so great for kids that, I mean, they'll just eat it up. And what kind of fish is that? Yeah, uh, just like piggy perch, pinfish, yeah, you just, know, they like the color maybe. Yeah. They'll that? swarm up to it. I mean, they'll eat it all the way down to the Rhine. Really? Yeah. And so that's what we used to entertain our, our clients with all the time, which is 
something you don't think that fish will come to you for. Those but poor fish. Those fish probably aren't very untamed. No. <laughs> no, they come looking for their daily vitamin C. <laughs> That's the petting zoo perch. But um, yeah. that sounds cool, man. Yeah, we've seen of all sorts of stuff out there. We've seen barracuda. We've seen little sharks, um, trout, redfish, stingray. Can you hand feed the little sharks? Yeah, they don't like not rec- not they, recommended. Yeah, they'll uh, they'll start with the orange, but then they'll end up with a finger. No, <laughs> that's uh, cool, dude. So it's that that's probably a pretty good paddleboard trip. I know me and my family have had quite the paddleboard trips to where um, sometimes at the end of it they say we never want to paddleboard again. Yeah, but uh, I imagine putting in on the southern point. Uh-huh. Kind of letting the wind blow you down the island, and, and and you got picked up. Is that what happened? No, we so we drove down to the south side, and then we put in there, and then we the shores where my parents' house is. So y'all went all the way to the shores. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we just took out um, on the back dock, and then and then got a ride back to pick up the truck to come back. Nice. So the family was happy. Oh yeah. Yeah, and uh, well, we had a life lesson on the way, um, yeah. and so my daughter pulled. She has the, she had these goggles that were she was very fond of, little unicorn design on the front, and you know she was all excited to be out on the ocean and wanted to hold her goggles the whole time off the side of the paddleboard. And just dragging them in the water, dragging them in the water. Mom and dad cautioning her. Don't drop them because they will not float. <laughs> they will sink to the bottom, and you will not have them the rest of the trip. Well, the lesson didn't sink in because hanging off the side... I mean, I think you're familiar with your kids hanging oh, yeah. off the side of the paddle boards while the, you're doing all the work. Yeah, well, she was doing no, that. No, I'm not got- familiar with these, like... Go put it on one side and let the wind blow you down the other direction. But but go ahead. I'm very familiar with like paddling upwind with kids like having legs hanging off paddle boards yeah. and playing about how hot they are. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, she dropped her uh, she dropped her goggles and it was just like the saddest scene that you ever saw because we're drifting with the wind. And there's no turning around to go back to get them before they sink to the bottom of this 13-foot channel that's not clear. It's not clear until you get to the snorkel spot. You're not snorkeling down to get these goggles. And uh, so just the sadness in her eyes as she watched her goggles go to the bottom. Oh, yeah. And so we learned a hard lesson that day. Uh, but we, you know, we still made it. Took, that paddle was about two and a half hours and uh we uh we did stop to snorkel fortunately my wife's snorkel uh, mask fit zoe so she was able to see the fish and you know uh paddle around and stuff so it was it was it was really cool i i hadn't done that so did you put it on your apple watch how many how many miles and how many calories i didn't put it on my apple watch it was uh i think i I want to say it's about seven miles, um, but it's it's not hard to do that trip. It's and w- what makes it interesting is you the there's a channel that runs alongside the bay side of the island, and so the and it gets right into the flat. So it's 13 feet deep, and then it's 18 inches deep until you get a little further out in the bay, and then it's about two or three feet. But 
if you get a little bit too far out away from the island, that wind will start pushing you out into the bay rather than feathering it uh, and, and yeah, staying a little close to the island. So you're kind of staying in that channel the yeah. whole time, yeah. Yeah, on the uh, on the flat side that, of the and channel. And that's fine, because that's a no-weight channel, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, what I thought. Yeah, so you're just staying out of the way of boats, and it really wasn't that much traffic, um, and just watching to make sure that jet skis and boats weren't coming over that flat and getting into the channel to go to one of the, one of the docks or something. But, um, yeah, so... We actually so after we left the snorkel spot and headed up to the shores, we were we were paddling across that last flat and started seeing it was sun was going down. Started seeing tails pop up and uh, big tails flapping in the wind, like and so I looked over and there's a there's always kind of a resident school of black drum that hang out in the shores marina. If you've never been in there. They won't eat, eat. They won't even eat dead shrimp. They won't. They will just turn their nose at anything you hit their face with. And so they're smarter than you know. I feel like I've seen people catch these. Maybe you're just having a tough time. No, you haven't. <laughs> uh, but all those, I think. So all those black drum were out on that flat, and they were waving their tails up in the air because they were eating down in the grass. Mm-hmm. And so it was really cool to paddle through them because they were, they were, a couple of them were a little bit spooked, but you could paddle right through them, and they're like 40-inch 40, 40 uh, black drum just cruising those flats. So at first my I uh, pointed it out, and my wife was a little concerned because she thought they were shark fins. And... Uh, and once she realized they were black drums, she was a little more uh, at ease and into it. But uh, yeah, we didn't like the sharks, huh? Yeah, no, you we didn't. We didn't sharks see... are friends, not food. Yeah, uh, but no, that was a that was a really cool paddle. I'd I'd recommend it to anybody. Uh, reach out to Captain Glock if you need paddle boards. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely a family friendly event. I mean, I had a, I had a big soft cooler on the front of the paddleboard, our life jackets, um, you know, a little dry bag and a speaker. We were blasting, um, uh, Moana music the whole time. And my daughter oh, was dude. just, yeah, she was getting Don't tell it. my kids that's an option. <laughs> Um, you know what? I think, man, we're getting close. I think we're almost, I think my oldest daughter's almost ready for her own paddleboard. Yeah. And that'll be a game changer for my wife. Yeah. Because I'll still be, you you'll know, still be towed to deck. Yeah, yeah, man. Right on. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that really concluded the activities on Sunday. We took it easy. Uh, my mom makes a fantastic breakfast so we got to enjoy that and then you know just hit the road and head back head back to houston yeah fantastic every meal yeah oh yeah um because I've, I've been out there with y'all before right well, yeah right on the there. way that i pack my activity schedules she makes a menu for the weekend <laughs> and she makes enough food for you know way more people that are there hey man she got well, I guess she got Hannah hooked on, which got me hooked on that um, date and pecan combo. Oh yeah, and you talk about like a tasty treat, and um, and we've you know we've pretty much cut out like all the bad stuff. I, I mean, yeah, for the most part, seed oils and sugar, right? Yeah, and um, and so my palate, like what I like to eat now, has changed so much. It's been so nice, and that like date and pecan is like my dessert of choice. 
Yeah. And that that's your mom's credit, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, dude. I know. I you you pulled it out in the truck one time while I was in there and he said, You want a, oh, a little pecan pie? Oh yeah, exactly, man. It's like pecan pie, dude. I tell you what, I like it so much that I bought a bad box of dates and got mad. Oh yeah. I was, yeah, I was like, these are not and I was just thinking, I was like, this is wild, like never would I've ever thought I would care about like the dates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, dude, that's awesome. So yeah, we we had a great time and I wish you were there, but you had other adventure plans. Well, I did. Yeah. So you're right. I didn't go cause we were tired. And so, you know, like the day you left, we were like, well, we're not doing anything. So let's go do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, man, we, um, let's see, what did we do? I think, um, we, we, well, the big, the, the notable trip that we did, we did a lot, but we went down to Rockport yeah, and, uh, we had a, um, we had a container open and so we went down there and we had a few days, just uh, a couple of days, just me and Hannah. Yeah. And it was super cool. Cause I got to do some kind of some pre-fishing for some trips that we had coming up uh-huh. and some I've been wanting to do for a while. We went out to Cedar Bayou. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Cause the last time we went to Cedar Bayou has been a while back now. Yeah, it is, man. And I think that's a, that's a super cool spot. I really like it. You know, if you're not familiar with Cedar Bayou, it's, I think it's like the last natural. And if you could like air quote on a podcast, I'd say natural, but I think yeah. it's like the last natural fish pass that we have on the coast. Yeah. Right? And where, where is it exactly? So where did you launch from to get there? So we launched out of Goose Island State Park and it's, you know, kind of like the back of Mesquite Bay. Uh-huh. Um, and, um, and so if you, if you, if you, um, if you ever do that, it's, even for, you know, I, I don't launch out of that ramp very often, and it's tricky. You know, I think it's the, I don't know, if you're looking at the left side, it's super steep, right? It's going to drag your bigger trailers. Yeah. Um, and it was super low tide because, you know, July. Right. And it's a really easy run out of the park, but it's still kind of nerve-wracking because it's got a lot of markers and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of channels, and you have that, that new development that comes out of there, you know? Yeah. But it's super easy. I mean, it's straight out until you can't go straight and you take a right and you cut between two islands. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, um, but yeah, we got out there on the low tide and we started heading back, um, up the intercoast when we get into Mesquite. And that's when we, um, that's when we kind of started our trip, right? You know? Yeah. So our first part of our trip was actually the Cedar Bayou Flats. Mm-hmm. And, we had a lot of fun, man. It was a tough trip, though. We went out there for one reason and totally did not pan out. Yeah. What was the one reason? Absolutely didn't pan out. We, um, I'd been hearing a lot of, I'm not hearing, but like seeing the Facebook chatter yeah. about sharks still and Cedar the, Bayou. Yeah, you, you were know? still in the shark binge. Oh, yeah, man, dude. And Shark Week's coming up, you know? Yeah. And so I've been hearing about that, and I kind of thought everybody was full of it, you know, just, or either full of it or just complaining about the small sharks eating live bait, you know, uh-huh. and I, I hadn't really looked into it or asked anybody, but I'd been seeing it on Facebook, and I was thinking, I was like, you know what, you know, it's going to be shark week, um, I've been, we've been catching these sharks, we've been having fun with these sharks, mm-hmm. I was like, let's go out there, like, they just opened up this pass, 
they've got enough water. I bet some big sharks are coming in and out of there. Like yeah, I'm gonna go when try. did they complete the they complete the project? November of 2022. Is or that after was? November? Yeah, I yeah. think so. And so I figured, you know, it was open, and I was like, let's do that. So we went and we brought some big rods. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, I'm gonna get some bait. So we kind of I got set up for live bait, which is just a nightmare with me still. Mm-hmm. Still like totally convinced i'm going to start fishing with live bait again yeah but anyhow yeah so we were going to go after some sharks and we brought some big stuff but first thing i want to do is stop and um on the cedar flats i wanted to stop on cedar flats because because that's some really good hard sand mm-hmm. the whole cedar flats if i mean i don't know if you're that familiar with it but from like rattlesnake all the way to cedar bite point yeah it's like really easy to wade very walkable hard sand and, um, which is also kind of cool because I figured that was kind of keeping the water cool in the summer times. Yeah. You know? Um, but how about these... how deep is it on that flat? Oh, well, Mesquite Bay is not very deep, uh-huh. right? I mean, I, I don't know like what the deepest little holes and stuff, but I would say most of that bay is probably four foot deep. Yeah. Right. And, and that flat's a pretty gradual slope, right? Mm-hmm. Until you get really back up into some of those pockets where it's got, like, some big grass stands. But, um, so, I, like, trying to find where I had been fishing, like, up by Rockport and stuff, we've been fishing, like, four or five foot yeah. trout. Like, you can't even find that there. And so I was kind of thrown off a little bit right off the bat, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and we get back up in there. And we kind of sit with live bait and like, ah, oh, we're going to catch some fish with live bait. Yeah. And that lasts like 15 minutes <laughs> and I'm over it. So what, what live bait were you using? Croaker. Sh- yeah. Sh- we, croaker. yeah, we bought yeah. like three dozen croaker. Yeah. Like 50 bucks, which already puts me in like a bad mood. <laughs> you know, I honestly, yeah, it's weird, dude. We started this trip off and it wasn't good. Yeah. Like we were at the boat ramp and uh, putting the boat in and just like husband, wife stuff, you know, it's like do it every day by myself and we're going to do it together. And we're just like button heads. Yeah. You know? And, um, and so like getting the boat in the water, button heads, like back in the trailer up, we're like button heads. And, uh, and so anyhow, like we get out there and we're still like, just not happy. <laughs> and we're not like, and so we're like, we're like, Oh, we're going to try to fish a little bit. And we like put the croaker out and really nothing. Yeah. And so, I get bored and I'm like, I'm going to walk up on the flats. So I walk up on the flats, you know, with the top water uh-huh. tied super low. It's super grassy. I, um, I couldn't, I went and I stumbled over a few redfish, but I really couldn't do anything with the top water because it was just eating up the grass. Yeah. So I had a little super spook with the uh, singles on it, but it was mm-hmm. still just eating up the grass. So I kicked a few redfish up, still frustrated. Yeah. Just me and my wife not having a good time yet. And so we get back to the boat and we're like, well, let's, let's do our other plan. And we're like, but first I was like, I'm gonna put the drone up, kind of look around. Yeah. And so we put the drone up and kind of playing with the drone. I'm no expert of it. And I was floored. I was like, dude, there's no water back there. Right. Oh, back in Cedar Bay. So at, behind the flats, you have like all of St. Joe and you know, and all the marsh and stuff. Dude. Tied so low, I was looking, I was like, I've, ne- I've never really seen it like that. I was like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so we put the drone up, take some pictures of the boat, and, you know, social media stuff, and we go to catch the drone. Uh-huh. And um, so I was going to have Hannah catch it, and, and we're, we're no drone experts, man. I don't. And um, so she was up there on the front of the boat to grab it. You know, pretty common wind, but I don't know, man, dude. I, 
I, I like, pressed the button when she went to reach up, dude, and hit her finger on a propeller. Oh, yeah. Dude, and I'm talking about, like, sliced it. (laughs) Squirting blood everywhere? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, like, pumping blood, like, you know, like, you know, you'd say, like, an artery. Yeah. But, I mean, just just that, like, razor blade type cut that's just, like, pouring blood down her arm. Yeah. And uh, and she grabbed it and held on to it and like stopped the drone. Saved like, the drone. Like I mean, like yeah, like good job on that part, right? Because now we're totally focused back on the finger. Yeah. And so it's just like just another iteration of this trip. It's like not going good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I got a pretty good first aid kit. We got our um, kind of sitting in the shade next to that big giant walk-in console that mm-hmm. I got. Got the first aid kit down, and, uh, you know, I was kind of reminding her a lot of the stuff that I normally do, and I said, hey, like, you know, it's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I've done this before. Right. You know, like, it's just breathe, and, and, and it, I mean, it was a lot of blood for someone, and I don't know if she's really seen that much blood before. Yeah. And so we, um, she breathes, she gets calmed down, and uh, we start kind of working on it, and, and it was, it was a little nip of her finger that right. got chopped off. Uh-huh. And then a pretty good slice on it, and, and I got it cleaned up. We got a little bit of ointment on there. I got it. I got it wrapped up pretty tight where it was holding it closed. Yeah. And with some gauze, and the bleeding was able to stop with that. Good. And so we had to, you know, we had to redress it, but but we got it wrapped up. Um, everybody was kind of feeling better after that. Yeah. And we decided, like, hey, look, like we came out here to go to Cedar Bayou, like let's go to Cedar Bayou. Right. Overfishing with Croker, fifty dollars worth of Croker, <laughs> right? We we um, weren't gonna really like go for the sharks yet, you know. Like, let's just go look at the bayou and see what happens. So we start running up in there. Yeah, should have saved some of that blood for you for know, the chum in the waters. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Man, I've sliced my finger. T- I've sliced two fingertips off, but with knives, and it just it just makes a lot of blood. It's not it's just that runny. Yeah, yeah that runny it's hard to make blood. it stop. And unless you just wrap it up with a bunch of tape and put a bunch of pressure on it, but yeah, yeah dude, we got it. That's fun on a boat. We got yeah for sure, and we're by ourselves. It's like a Wednesday or something, you know. There's we're really we got kind of the whole place to ourselves, which yeah. is nice, you know. But I'm sure when you're like have a finger bleeding, you know, and you're like, where did my husband take me? <laughs> like we went all this way. We're like in the middle of nowhere. But anyhow, we got it all figured out. We start running up the bayou, and honestly, dude, I was just going up the bayou, uh-huh. and I, you know, <laughs> you know, shame on me or or whatever. But I mean, it happens a lot, especially with what I do. And we're going up the bayou, and I'm like, dude, this is getting skinny. Yeah. And uh, and I'm running our track um, from when me and you went there, because that's the last time I've been there, dude. Right. I hadn't been there in a long time. And I'm looking, and I'm like, pretty straightforward when we were there. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, this. I'm like, I don't want to go that way. Yeah. And so, and I'm, and I'm hugging a different side than where we came on. Uh And um, and we keep going, and we get, you know, close back in there, man. And the channel zigged, and I zagged, dude, and I hit hard. Yeah. Dude, I hit hard enough to kill the motor. Oh, nice. Oh, uh, but I was able to, I was able to kind of skid it back a little bit. <laughs> I think this, that skeg, you know, gave me just enough to turn in. Yeah. And I got us like pretty close on the edge. Uh-huh. And when I'm talking on edge, I'm talking the edge of like four inches and like 10 inches. Like not like the edge of a 
three-foot channel. Yeah. I mean, it's like all skinny right there. And um, so then we're stuck. So we had like normal husband-wife boat ramp debacle. Yeah. Um, running back in there, frustrated about live bait costs, frustrated about not using live bait, like cut a finger off and now we're stuck <laughs> <laughs> in what seems like to Hannah the end of the world, you know, but we're stuck. And so we're still not like really super thrilled about what's going on. Yeah. So when do you call the trip? Are you like, okay, we're getting the boat off of this, you know, getting stuck and we're going back to the ramp. No, no, I doubt it. No, no, no. So we, no, I, I was happy because like that was a that was a more hard hit than I was proud to admit to. Yeah. And uh, and and I and I should have. I definitely could have ran all the way in there the first try. I should have. I seen the water. I was just I was just slightly outside of it. Yeah. And it and um, but anyhow, I was able to push the boat back, right? Like yeah. that's that's the that's the Captain Travis workout plans is pushing twenty four foot boats through the marsh. Yeah. And so I was able to push it back over there and get into about a, a foot of water. And I was like, Well, let's keep going. Yeah. Like we're this far. Right. We're not going backwards, right? Without a running start. So we, we kept going and we get all the way up there to, you know, I I don't know the cut where the beach is, right? Yeah. And, and um and yeah dude like we uh we kind of parked the boat yeah and we get out we're gonna walk on the beach and i start walking around i'm like dude this whole thing is silted in man like back up to vincent uh-huh. like, i don't know if maybe the tide's low but like you can't get like around cedar Bay and back up to vincent like i was kind of shocked yeah I yeah, mean, as much we as there, I saw them, you could, you, there was water connected. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I mean, and 20 guide boats out there fishing the surf. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like all parked up in the channel, you know? Like, right. they were, like, digging it out deep, you know? And, and I, I don't know if it's the tide or, or what it was, but it, it was not like I was expecting. Yeah. But anyhow, it's such a cool spot, right? So we we finally get back there. You get, you get like, a nice little eddy to... You know, Put the boat in. It's super protective. We kind of put mm-hmm. the power poles down. Hop out. We're going to walk on the beach. And, and, um, and yeah, dude, like, at that point was, like, that was the turning point, right? Yeah. And so we just, um, we just started walking, man. And, um, and yeah, it's nice, dude. It's, it's just a cool thing when you can, like, walk and you're the only footprints. Yeah. And that's it, dude. Like, there's nothing else. Right. So we go from like a crazy trip to like a vision quest because we started walking. We hopped out of the boat, no water, yeah, no food. Halfway into the day of like terrible events, and we're just going. But we did, man. We walked about a mile out and a mile back, and dude, it really turned around that trip, dude. We started having fun. Yeah, I started like digging through the trash and like finding weird little relics and seashells and stuff, and. Hannah enjoys being out there and just seeing it and, and, you know, being, being by ourselves. And so we, yeah, dude, we did a two mile walk, man. We did, we went from like not having, like having a fairly serious, you know, first aid event. Yeah. Getting stuck, like no fish, no bite to this like two mile walk in like the middle of the day. And dude, it was fun, man. So what the, what the surf looked like? What the water? Oh, it was, was it I mean, it was, no, no, it was, it was dirty. You could see the water, right? We yeah. were still, everything was still cleaning up at that point in time. So yeah. it was small mush. And, um, but yeah, dude, we found cool stuff, man. I found some 
giant, you know, scallops, big seashells, picked up, you know, threw one in my pocket, bring back to my kids, and cool. found a, t- a sea turtle skull. Oh, you did? Was the shells there? No, dude, which kind of happy. So, you know, you can't keep any parts of a sea turtle. Right. right? And uh, their shell's not there, so I'm guessing somebody's got that thing, you know, tucked into somewhere that nobody's ever going to see again. But the skull was still there. Some bones were scattered around. I took some really cool pictures of it, man. It was, just, it was neat to see. Yeah. A little sad. You don't want to see a sea turtle skull. But, um, but yeah, dude, it's just like, it's just kind of a reminder that the place is still pretty wild out there. Yeah. And um, saw a lot of stuff, man. Um, pig tracks on the beach. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. It was, was kind of wild. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's not a, really a stretch, you know, but you're like, well, I know they're out here. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised to see him right there, and and uh, I bet that doesn't I bet that doesn't do well for nesting sea turtles though. What pigs running around? Yeah, and and beach. I know. It kind of uh, got me thinking. Sea turtle shell yeah, exactly. nests. Kind of got me thinking. I'd, I'd like to know a biologist or something, and and kind of you know understand that a little bit. But that's what's cool about a big walk, man. Dude, turn it around. Yeah, we. I mean, and we walk a lot. We love. We hike. We ruck walk with the backpacks. Right. You know, we do it. So you talk about turning a trip around, man. We get back to the boat, and um, and we're tired. We're hot. Yeah. And we had brought a watermelon with us, dude. So we cracked into this watermelon, and dude, you talking about rehydrating and giving you some energy. Right. So all this stuff that had happened, like we're approaching, you know, noon. Uh-huh. Hadn't eaten hadn't drink you know didn't drink you've know, been so preoccupied like i like i was ready to get back to the boat yeah and we got back there watermelon dude it felt like a million bucks yeah so we had the walk we had the watermelon and yeah i'm like hey like let's go and let's do what we normally do like hey i just i want to see what this bayou looks like so we kind of we put around get on the trolling motor and we basically like stick the boat like three more times heading yeah. out there because I, I wanted to see what it was and i so i walked all the channels walked all the guts you know, one of the ones that I ran in last time that was on the outside was on the inside now. Uh-huh. You kind of found everything. There's one spot where you could kind of take two different ways, but we walked the whole thing. And we were getting out. And another really neat moment that happened is we kind of like stuck the boat again on the sandbar. And, um, and I hopped out and I wanted to kind of walk everything and we're not like sticking it hard like before you know just yeah. kind of bumping scraping bottom and i'm kind of hopping out walking and hannah's having a good time because she likes doing that with me uh-huh. just exploring and just learning and that's yeah. how i learn it you know get in the water and walk across it and i know exactly what's happening in the bottom but then there was this family that had showed up like way back in the cedar bay and they had mm-hmm. got their boat like while we were stuck and they had hollered at us and like, hey, it's deeper over here. And I'm like, oh, I know. I had to kind of explain them. Just this weirdo walking around yeah. in all the shallow spots. And um, but it was like a like grandparents and his kid and like the grandfather hops out and they like got the kid and he's got like one rod and they like make this. I thought it was like watching like a magazine photo shoot or something, you know? Yeah. Like and like the kid like reels in this little fish, you know? Like it happens so fast. And I'm like, it's like me and Hannah both like make comment. We're like. That was unexpected, yeah. <laughs> but it was really cool, you know, and we, like, pulled the boat off, and we're like, yeah, good fish, and we kind of, we burn out of there, you know? Yeah. 
But um, but yeah, dude, that really turned the trip around. And and honestly, at the end of the day, we get back to the boat ramp, and we were happy, dude. We we were like, hey, that was fun. Right. We went, and and kind of that's our mission, man. You know, we just like, hey, we did something we didn't really know about, and kind of figured it out. So, we had a lot of fun on that trip. We um, we the rest we didn't go north again though. Yeah. We stayed around Rockport for the rest of the week, man, for sure. Yeah. Well, and so when do you think is going to be a good time to go back there and see if once the tides come back up, if uh, if any of that is uh, fishable, I guess, on the skiff or otherwise? I, I would bet. I would bet you can definitely catch fish in there right now. Yeah. I would still recommend, um, you know, that Cedar Bayou Flats. Um, I know there's redfish there, you know, I saw, I saw them. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure you could get after the trout still kind of wading, you know, the, the little bit deeper water, yeah. um, on those, on those sand flats. There's a lot of good areas around there too. I, I know those reefs are got to be holding trout as well, but for me, you know, you're still going to be probably waiting until summertime's over for it venture back north again. Yeah. yeah. And so is that right there where the pass is, St. Joe Island, you have from the Port A channel all the way up to this pass. Is it still St. Joe north of that pass? Or no, that'd be Matagorda Island. Matagorda so, Island. So, yeah, that okay. would be the, I think that's all a state park or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so you got to be. I think you got to be careful because I don't. I don't think you're supposed to go like on the island itself. You know, uh-huh. well, you're definitely not supposed to go on St. Joe because Bass Family owns that. But uh, but yeah, the beach is a super cool place. I mean, it's yeah. it's everybody's beach. So awesome. I would uh, I would check it out. You know, you could definitely wade the surf out there still. You yeah. Know? When the surf's down, I'm sure it's a phenomenal spot. Um, either St. Joe side or the Matagorda side. Right. I would do that. It's nice. We, uh, you could get away from the traffic pretty well. You know, you could definitely still hear the airboats back there. There's definitely quite a few airboats that launch from Goose Island. You know, yeah. um, those red in those airboats, they're just heading right to St. Joe. So they are, you know, they're, you know, those redfish are trapped, dude. Yeah. It's a fish in a barrel. Um, but I mean, hey, you know, it's, um, is what it is. And yeah, I'd recommend that, but I'll be sticking around probably Rockport, Rains of Passport Day for a while. Yeah. For sure. But that, that kind of brings me back into it too, man. Um, sticking around Rockport, which would be perfect because we are planning a trip to fish camp, right? Yeah, we are. Um, and it's a little, um, little bit motivated by meeting up with some guys that we actually, earlier in the year, you know, they do the fly fishing film tour. And we went to a couple of those uh, showings. We went to one in Galveston, and then we went to one that they host in Houston at Carbach, and it was hosted by Gordy and Sons. Um, but uh, we met uh, a couple guys that are the uh, owners and chief editors of On the Fly magazine, um, and they had a couple booths set up. We were talking to everybody and kind of getting the lowdown on what uh what each person was there promoting and stuff and you know we talked to them and started getting on the topic of rockport and fish camp rockport and what we were doing out there and and so they seemed super interested and so we kept in touch with them and and uh ended up inviting them out to the property so that's cool man so yeah, yeah we got a we got a a, a weekend right yeah. a weekend with them planned and um and i know you're you're kind of really taking lead on this which right. is a little 
outside of the norm, which is cool. I'm super happy that you are. Um, so we've got them coming to fish camp and, and what we're going to be there as well. One container. Yeah. And they're uh, coming. It's just a weekend with them. Right. Right. Okay. Right on. Yeah. So we'll, uh, <laughs> like we talked about with any, any trip that I'm in charge of planning, um, I've got, you know, big plans. Schedule. Yeah. I've got a schedule. I've got uh, hopes and uh, and definite definite well, need to do's. So, well, well uh, first I'm gonna tell you something. Second, I'm gonna tell you your hopes. But whatever your hopes are, I'll be out there early. Yeah, unplanned and unscheduled. So what? So what I need? So to be you get for? it? Yeah, get it all out of your system, <laughs> and then. You know, I'm gonna be coming in on Friday, and so the the guys from uh, On the Fly magazine, Brian Clark, he's the executive editor, and um, he's actually bringing uh, Austin Orr, who's a certified fly casting instructor, and so he he's out of Austin. Uh, I think his company's called uh, Elevate Fly Casting. and he does fly casting lessons for people that are avid tarpon anglers, competition uh, fly fishermen, um, competition fly casters, you know. So I'm super excited to to meet him because I know my uh, cast needs a little bit of critique. Um, oh, yeah, dude, and and mine for sure. Um, all right, so they're bringing skiffs? Yeah. Okay, because I don't have my skiff yet. <laughs> right. And no, so the, the plan is that uh, they're bringing two skiffs, and um, and I'll bring mine. And I, I, since you're going early, I well, guess you'll bring your shallow sport. Yeah. Um, but... But yeah, we'll uh, we'll roll into town on Friday, and that you know everybody's got to work until Friday. So except for you know you know you get yeah, I work out. constantly. So yeah, yeah, I don't want to hear it. Uh, uh, must be nice. Yeah, but uh, nice. yeah, it must be nice. Okay, right on. So yeah, I will get out there early, and so it sounds like I'm gonna be doing some uh, some long walks through the marsh. Yeah, to kind well, of maybe get find, an idea. If you, if you find us exactly where the fish are. Well, then we'll just, you know, tell I will. It. Yeah. Don't worry. I will. Um, and it's doable too, right? So if we're talking about a trip like this, like how do you scout for um, for a Poland skiff if you don't have a Poland skiff? And it's simple. You get out and walk. Yeah. And I, I know exactly where I'm going to be walking to. I'm going to be on the back of quarantine. Yeah. All the way down to trailer, right? Anywhere down there that I want to, and I'm gonna be hopping over, checking right. those cuts and hopping over, right? Yeah. Um, honestly, probably starting the Lydian, right? Yeah. And um, and there's a lot of those that we run into with the skiffs, but hey, I can. I mean, it's muddy. Right. But um, but yeah, dude, I can walk back there, and I could definitely get an idea of what's happening. Yeah. And uh, and be ready for it, man. Yeah. I think too. Uh, another thing I might look at is maybe Brown and Root. You know, and go look at it around there as well. And so, yeah, yeah, um, I haven't spent any time back there, and uh, I always look at it on the map, and then we always end up fishing Lighthouse, Lighthouse Lakes or over in Redfish Bay or you know, back behind Mud Island. But uh, you know, back in the day, you know, back in the day when everything was nice, and I yeah. started fishing, and nobody was it wasn't crowded, you know, all that stuff. You used to be able to drive all the way down to the like the tip of brown and root uh -huh. it was awesome man i mean like 
like if you when so when you're looking on the map, you know, and like the point, you know, closest to Corpus Christi, like you could drive all the way out there. Really? Yeah. And and that that I used to spend a lot of time out there since then. Not really, man. It's super shallow. You know, I know a lot of guys have got some really shallow top drives run mm. out there, you know, in the flat bottoms and stuff yeah. like that. I don't I don't spend too much time out there, but I'll probably be checking some stuff out for sure. Give us some options. Yeah. And go for there. Yeah, man. So we've got um so we've got the skiffs. You're gonna bring your skiff and uh it should be a good time. Yeah. Um, I think that we'll we'll launch on Saturday and um yeah, we'll uh we'll look for fish and uh Sunday I think you see, you know, we'll have your shallow sport. What do you think about running that out on the beach side and looking for tarpon on Sunday? What's the weather going to do? What do I think about that? If it's good or close to being good, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, it's. I mean, I think the. I, that, you know, we're within the ten day window. I think the wind's looking like ten to fifteen, and the swell's gonna keep around one to two foot. So I think we're gonna. Two maybe... foot is is pushing it for me you yeah know? i'd like to see that like one and a half and under yeah. you know um so we'll we'll look at it you know just because it you know with, with the wind blowing and you get swells in multiple directions a two-foot swell and you can get some bigger ones out there and it's tough man it's tough if you got one angler on the front but i would say most definitely yeah. don't tempt me and uh and i mean that's my new obsession man dude tarpon is like I am back and forth about like, like I want to, I love it and I want to talk about it and like I love it and I want to keep it a secret all for myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good, man. Those fish are amazing, dude. They're living dinosaurs. And like when you look at a picture of a tarpon, you're like, oh, it's a black and white fish. But when you see that thing, dude, it's got so many colors. It's got these giant big eyes that like look at you from the water, dude. Yeah. Like they they like they like gulp some air and look at you, and you're and dude, it's it's a rush, man. So we will de- if it's on the itinerary, we'll definitely give it a go. Well, make it make it concrete because we're gonna put it in the calendar for Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. I like it, dude. Yeah. So outside of that, I mean, uh, oh, I guess I didn't mention that. Uh, my buddy from Montana will be in town too, so he doesn't do much fly fishing, but he I always bring him down to look for redfish whenever he's in town. So he'll be on the on our team too, and yeah, it's gonna be a full uh, full team of uh, of people looking for fish and having a good time. I like it, man. I say let's go for it. Yeah. Um, so if uh, if you want to check out what we're doing on Instagram, Untamed Out uh and uh, on facebook as well at untamed out if you want to see us go on a particular adventure or have a question you can always drop us a dm on social media or reach out via email at info at untamedout.com that's it got anything else no dude that's it i'm ready dude we're headed out headed out